I had my children on the floor. I was on my favorite blanket that my grandmother gave me on the floor like a cat. And I realized in that moment, the potential of what our bodies can really do as women. Like I could feel his head. I could do my own internal, like, yeah, his head, I could feel it. I was in tears. I was just in tears and overwhelmed with gratitude. Hi, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast, the podcast that is bringing embodied birth wisdom from women from all over the world sharing their natural birth stories. Don't forget to subscribe and download so that you can always have access to these empowering and positive natural birth stories. Hi, my name is Anna, also known as the Spiritual Midwife, and I am the Natural Birth Podcast host. I'm a midwife and a childbirth educator, and I assist women in optimizing their chances of having an empowering and natural birth experience and a nourishing and healing postpartum. I offer holistic birth preparation and postpartum online courses worldwide for the conscious mama wanting to prepare emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually for her birth and for her postpartum. And if you want to know more about me and what I do in the world, then visit me at thenaturalbirthcourse.com. If you had a natural and empowering birth experience that you would like to share with the world, then you can email me at anna-the-spiritual-midwife at gmail.com and maybe your story will be featured on the Natural Birth Podcast. Now let's dive into today's episode. Today on the Natural Birth Podcast, we have Emma. Emma is a mother of two from Varberg, Sweden. She is an embodiment meditation coach, working with women to connect with and embody their full body, vagina and vulva included, using kundalini yoga and Taoist jade egg practices. Today, we will talk about her two hospital births, one that almost ended up being a free birth in the car. Curious about Emma? Find her at mangalam.se. Hello, Emma, and welcome to the Natural Birth Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you today? Oh, hi, Anna. I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. And I'm really happy to be here and contribute to this wisdom, these stories that you are telling. Oh, I'm so grateful to have you here, my old teacher of Kundalini Yoga. I'm so excited <laughs> that you wanted to join the podcast. I can't wait to hear about your two natural birth stories. So let's dive in. Hey, I was... Um, 26 years old when I um, was uh, first pregnant. And at that point in my life, I lived a lot in my intellectual mind. And this huge thing to be pregnant and to know that that's going to go on and end up in giving birth, it was so difficult for my mind to get around. 
<laughs> but I did uh, what I always did uh, at that point in my life. I read a lot of books. I found more information. I researched. I wanted to know everything. <laughs> and there was this one book uh, written by a Swedish midwife called Gudrun Abascal, To Give Birth. That's the name of the book, To Give Birth. And she had just written down all the different ways you could give birth, not one way. She was just opening up this big smorgasbord of you can do it like this, you can have this medication, you can have this. And that just helped me to see everything so I could make a choice so I didn't have to leave that choice to someone else. That was such an empowering um, experience for me to really get an overview of what are the different options. And she was also, of course, then uh, advocating for a natural birth. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and reading her book, I, uh, I decided to not have any medication during um, the labor if it was possible, but I also decided not to shame myself if I changed my mind. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. So I set my intention. And the reason why I did that was that I really wanted to hear my body and numbing my body with different kinds of substances would make that more difficult. So I had been already for eight years by then, uh, practicing meditation and listening to my body and my body signals. And I was very much into being present with myself. And as I went through all the different ways of giving birth and also understood some of the reasons why they were, were there, I realized I wanted to give myself the best chance of really hearing my body, of really understanding what my body needed and to also surrender to this power of the body. Mm. So <laughs> that's how it started. In the mind, calming the intellectual mind down with getting to know just everything I could know about the different ways um, to deal with pain during um yeah during labor yeah so that's how it started <laughs> beautiful so let's uh, dive into your first labor and birth story tell us about the early signs of labor approaching for your first birth yeah so um we had decided to go to a small hospital in the south of sweden that was probably like 40 minutes drive from our home which wasn't the closest uh, hospital to where I lived, uh, but we wanted to go there because they honored deeply what the woman wanted. So we uh, went um, probably a little bit earlier than we would have had to, just to make sure that we weren't stuck in the road. And uh, so this was in the morning. It's, I can't really remember the first, first, first sign, 
but I remember how prepared we were mentally. I had written a, a letter to the midwife, uh, really clearly stating uh, what I wanted because I knew that I would not be able to communicate that. Um, so I wanted her to know before this is what, when I could communicate, this was what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had prepared with clothes and snacks and all of those things were there. And I would also agreed with my husband who who is he, you know, who is he during this situation and made like a really tight pact for him to um, be the one that executed whatever I wanted, even if it was crazy. (laughs) 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 For him to be on my side, even if I wanted the impossible, you know, to never say no. Yeah, that's what you need in labor and birth. You need to know that your support person, whether that is your partner, your mother, your friend, your doula, that that person has your back no matter what. Because then the woman, you laboring and birthing, you feel safe. You know that you have your, you know, your companion there. I love yeah. that. Yeah, that was beautiful. So having that, the bag packed, the letter to the midwife, my husband being like totally on my side and also like really having said that to each other, not just like an underlying agreement. We spoke about it and it was like, yeah, you know, if I, if I don't like the color of the shoes of the people in the room, I'm allowed to to tell you to 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 ask them to leave, and you're not going <laughs> to question it, you know, to that level. Yeah. <laughs> and and so we were we were prepared mentally um, for that, but I had no idea, you know, going into to birth is really going into the unknown or looking at it afterwards. I had tried my wildest, like. Um, try with all the capacity I had to grasp what was going to happen. But really, I didn't know. So we went there and uh, we came um, and um, the rooms I had sort of in my mind pictured that I would be in a bathtub and deal with my pain through hot water and all of that. But the room with the bathtub was occupied. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. So I ended up in another room and in the shower instead. And I was showering and showering and showering. And the pain came sort of in in waves, but it was so comfortable to deal with that with water. So my first experience of just going into being with the contractions was quite um soft in the shower with the hot water letting the intensity come and then just showering some more and showering some more and I don't know it felt like time disappeared and I maybe I was in the shower for an hour an hour and a half two hours I don't know but it was really comforting with the hot water Hey, this um, were you actually in active labor or did you go so early to the hospital because you were afraid not to end up on the road that you were kind of still in early labor or 
Uh, the pain was still uh, sort of escalating. There's the, the different phases. I wasn't in the end phase. Um, so I was in opening, the opening of the cervix phase mm. where there's still intensity, but it's, um, for me, it was much slower than I had anticipated. Mm. So there was room to breathe. There was room to feel. It was waves coming in. But what really threw me off, because uh, I thought, well, I'll be breathing and I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be maybe chanting. And, but I started to throw up. All oh, right. <laughs> and, and not just like once. I was throwing up like uh, every fourth minute, like just throwing up and throwing up. And, and I wasn't at all uh, prepared for that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what, this is really disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is something that can happen to women. Uh, yeah. yeah. Vomiting in labor. It's not unusual. Yeah, and I remember like in that throwing up. So I'd been spending hours in the shower, getting that soothing hot water and feeling quite good. And then I went into this phase where I was starting to throw up and um, it was me and my husband in a room. And then the midwife just checked in on us. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And she's like, well... I think you should just shout yes instead. Let's shout mm. yes. Oh, I love let's that. Let's shout yes, let's do this. So me and the midwife were in there and we're like, yes, <laughs> doing this. <laughs> Positive affirmation. <laughs> or just like changing in the moment the attitude there in the mind towards this puking and... Um, and sort of knowing that there is no return now. Yeah. This is just going in one direction. And um, the frustration of that, the first phase with the cervix opening actually took a little bit of time. I think I came into the hospital around 11 and I gave birth at 6.20. So it wasn't like a super long, no. but in my mind, it was like longer than I had anticipated. And there was one point where it was an opening, you know, it's just like, it, it feels like a little bit just standing there on the same, nothing, the cervix is not giving, it's not opening. And it's just like, it's that pain and intensity and the throwing up. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And the midwife goes, yes, yes, yes. And, and then I relaxed into that. Mm. I relaxed into that. Yes. And, um, we, uh, I, I, it was almost like being outside of the body. It was like, I could, my body took over, you know, really in the sense of I could, I could not decide with my mind what to do. The only thing I could decide was to get out of this, of the way of this force mm. that was so clearly knowing what, what, what it was doing. And, and it was beautiful to get out of the way. It was beautiful to just surrender and let the body, let the body work its way. And, 
at one point, that room with the bathtub then became available. So they let us into that room. And I felt, "Mm, I feel like I need to have a poo. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Had you you stopped vomiting by this time or did you just keep on vomiting? Uh, I had stopped vomiting at that time. Mm. Um, So vomiting can be a sign of transition, actually, isn't it? So you were feeling like you can't do this anymore. You were vomiting and then all of a sudden you need to go to the bathroom and do a poo. But do you really need to do a poo? Do you really need to poo? I was like, but in my mind, in the girl's mind that never had a baby before, she's like, I feel like I need to have a poo. And I went into the bathroom and had this intensity of energy and power inside of me. So instead of going to the toilet and have a poo, I stepped into the bathtub and had a shower. And I was just like, I need someone now. And the midwife um, at that place, she was monitoring many couples. So she just popped in and said, oh, I'm going to go and do a cesarean. And I was like, no, you're staying here. And she looked at me. She took one look at me and she's like, yes, I'm staying. I'm staying with you. Wow. (laughs) And then um, she got one of those little stools that you can sit on, a birthing stool. And I sat on that stool in the bathroom, actually. I never made it out of the bathroom. I went in to have a poo and then I had a shower and then the midwife came with a stool and I sat on that stool and my husband sat beside, like behind me on, on the toilet seat. So he was holding me from behind his full body, holding my full spine, embracing me. And then it felt like we together gave birth in that bathroom um, and she just came. Then she just came. (laughs) How long time did it take Uh, for you to push her out? Were you breathing her out? How did you birth your baby? I was, uh, I was just allowing the full like intensity of the body to bring her out Um, I had asked for the midwife to hold a little bit, hold back a little bit so I wouldn't rip. So I'd asked her to make like uh, towels to just not make it go too fast. To protect the perineum. Yes, to protect the perineum. Yeah. So it took 20 minutes from when I sat down on that stool and the baby was out, you know, and... The way she came out was just with this like intense screaming of joy and power through my body. And I remember the thought, who is screaming? And then the next thought, it is me. <laughs> I, am, I am making these sounds. Um, but it was like a, a sound of power and embodiment and freedom and joy and I felt really really um in the body you know it wasn't the mind doing this I just let the body um, do what it knew and uh and out she came uh, <laughs> and it was 
uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I think not even possible to describe that, that moment where, where she's just coming out. There's a new person. It's a new life coming out of your own body and the awe in, in that moment. Um, and yeah, I, it, it felt like a really holy moment. One of the most holy moments in my life mm. of total embodiment and power and presence and joy and 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 also bewilderment i was like almost so big that i couldn't hold it my husband started to to shake off when she came out and i was like is he laughing at me <laughs> until i realized you know he was crying of joy and bewilderment <laughs> but it was so great that the mind was like not able really to um, grasp it. Yeah. Do you want a natural birth, Mama? Then a natural birth course might be for you. Do you see birth as a rite of passage and an important and transformational event that you'd like to feel fully empowered in meeting? Are you, like many other women, realizing that it is time to take back your power as a birthing woman in the birth space and birth your baby your way? Would you like to feel calm and confident as you birth your baby with all the tools you need in order to meet the labor sensations naturally and be ready, body, mind and soul? Do you deeply down know that your body was made to birth your baby and that you have all the inherent power and inner wisdom to do so? Are you looking for holistic midwifery wisdom and guidance to assist you and give you all the evidence-based information you need in order to feel fully sovereign in your decision-making around your pregnancy and upcoming birth? Then the Natural Birth Course is for you. Find out more at thenaturalbirthcourse.com Yeah. Wow. And so the midwife caught the baby and did the baby come straight up to your chest or what happened? Right up to my chest. So uh, I held, you know, I was um, on that stool holding my arms just in front of my vulva and um, me and the midwife was there and then straight up to my chest, uh, straight onto my body and um yeah and then my husband behind me holding me holding us um and yeah and then i thought it was finished <laughs> but then the midwife said like no no <laughs> and i was so you know i was so in my mind i was like 
yay, done. <laughs> I did it. We, whoa, <laughs> yes, finished. We can pause now. <laughs> uh, but then there's the placenta. And, and then there was also three stitches. Um, and I think through the whole giving birth, I was so deeply in um, alignment with this is giving life. So I didn't um, feel the disturbance of the pain. It just felt like energy. Mm. But when it came to the placenta and the stitching, that was just like the most painful part of all of it because <laughs> I was I was I was just like it didn't feel mm, in my mind at that point like that would bring another human life out of me okay. <laughs> so <laughs> uh yeah but that then then that happened as well and so and was that all smooth? The placenta came out smoothly and... Came out smoothly, no complications. Yeah. It was all, like, the whole experience was very um, easy in a way, you know. It's uh, it, the, only, the only thing that was in, in my way was my mind. Mm. The body knew. The whole process was so uh, aligned with the purpose of the body and then my mind perked up sometimes and went, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Are we finished soon? Uh, but yeah, no physical complications at all. No. Sounds like you had a really beautiful and empowering first birth. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was really, and I, I, I felt afterwards, I felt like I want to do this again. Wow, beautiful. And I felt I could do this again and again and again. But then there's also the whole thing of having lots and lots and lots of babies. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just giving birth. It's actually being a parent and being a mother for um, the rest of your life for the people that mm -hmm. you bring into to your field, you know. So. But you decided to have a second one. I decided to have a second one. Yes. And wow, that was, uh, yeah, such a blessing. And at that time, I also went deeper into my meditation practice. So when she was conceived and all the way through her being um, in my belly, I had this deep meditation practice and I remember sitting with my hands in front of my chest and just chanting this mantra, Hameham Brahmham, Hameham Brahmham, and pushing the palms of my hands towards each other. And I did that every evening for half an hour. And one evening, every time I pushed into the hands, I had this little contraction. <laughs> And I was like, oh, <laughs> what's going on now? And this was very different from the first time because this, it was softer. The second birth was 
started much softer. And I also knew, you know, I knew, oh, the cervix is starting to open. Mm, you know, my body's moving into giving birth. But it was so soft that I stayed home. So I sat there and just for half an hour, and I think the contractions then came every like third or fourth minute, so quite quite close and very regular. And I called into the hospital and they said, you sound so calm. I don't think you need to come. <laughs> oh, no, they don't know you're a yogi. <laughs> So you can stay at home. And uh, I think this was around like nine in the evening. So then I took a bath at home. I went into the bathtub and I was in the bathtub and my husband started to worry a little bit. He was like, do you think we should go in? And I was like, no, I'm good here. I'm having a bath. I'm going to stay here. I was nesting in the bathroom. I was like, no, no one's going to bring me out of here. And since the midwife said, the hospital said I could stay, I was like, yeah, I'm staying. But he started to make arrangements and get babysitters in. Um, but that went on for a good three hours, nine, 10, 11, 12, around 12. Then I started to feel like giving birth. And, you know, then it came on really quick. I was just like um, having intense birth uh, um, contractions. And at that point, I didn't want to move. I didn't want to get into a car and sit in the car for 30 minutes. I was just like, I want to stay here. So my my husband really had a little bit of a, a, a chore there to get me to come. <laughs> and and um, probably would have been better if the midwife had come to me. Mm. you know if I had planned for that but I hadn't planned for that so we got into the car and I remember hanging on to the door of the car you know sort of getting a contraction and just taking the contraction in the body and just like not being able to move because the intensity of the contraction and sort of not being able to fold myself into the backseat of the car because my body was like in a full swing or like a full surge of that intensity but I got into the car and my husband, he used to, um, uh, he, he drove the ambulance before. Oh. So he just, yeah, <laughs> he just like, okay, this is going to be a fast ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was in the back seat and uh, really feeling like I'm going to give birth in the car now. Um, but I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but it was like, yeah. I wasn't scared. I was, I felt like I can do this. And we got to the hospital and I walked out of the car. I <laughs> rang the bell and they, the women up there, they're like, we're coming down with a stretcher to get you. And I was like, no, I'm taking the elevator. Buzz me in. <laughs> so, so I was just filled up with like these empowered endorphins and just like, I'm doing this. And I got up into the the lobby of the um of the of, of the clinic and I was like I want to have a shower and they're like no 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 you you want to give birth now they got the stool out 
And within 13 minutes from when I rang the bell, then the baby was out. So that was 13 minutes in the clinic. And uh, very easy. Very, it felt this time, like the second time felt, mm, you know, none of my mind's frustrations was there. I was much clearer in my mind. There was no objections. It was my mind and my body was much more aligned. And probably because I've done it before, I felt I trusted the process and I knew that I, whatever would come, I would be able to face it. Um, so the experience of the first birth really empowered the second. Um, the only thing I wished that they would have told me because afterwards they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's really common for the second birth. If, if it happens within two, three years of the first birth, it's going to be one third uh, in length. Mm. And if I knew that, then at nine o'clock, then I could have like, okay, it was 11 times last time. It's going to be three, four hours now. Maybe I should get myself into uh, the room where I want to give birth. Mm. So I felt that they, they didn't really give me the information I needed. And the second time around, I didn't research as vigorously as I did the first time. But there is that difference in time. And to, I would have liked to have set up my room, you know, to have the holy space catered for me. Um, and uh, I mean, this worked out well. Mm. But I would, have, I would have liked to have that information so I wouldn't have had to spend some of that holy time in the car. <laughs> And with my husband sort of going, okay, I'm going to pull over soon and give the birth, uh, help her to, to, to bring the baby out here on the road. You know, he was in that mindset where it's like, where, when do I keep on driving and when do I stop and help? Um, And, and that wasn't necessary, you know, Um, and it could have been avoided if, if I had had the support and the right information from, you know, someone like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's an important information to know that your second baby is usually, yeah, the half of the time or if it's that close together. So you had your second baby just two years after your first, was that correct? Yeah. yeah. And even, yeah. even less of time. So important to know that absolutely and maybe even having a home birth if you feel comfortable doing that uh, it sounded like you would have been a perfect candidate for a home birth really wanting to just snuggle in that bath and maybe just stay there and had your baby yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it went well and it was it was beautiful and I felt strong you know it's the the most powerful experiences of my life those two births um it is um it's so much strength and wisdom in the body mm. yeah. yeah so baby came out on the birth stool you you use the birth stool for both of your births yeah that's um that's a beautiful tool to use it's kind of like sitting on a toilet it just helps you relax the the, the right muscles really uh, because mm. you've just conditioned your mind forever to sit on a toilet and just relax the right muscles to open and it's the same that needs to open when we have a baby so birth stools can be awesome to give birth on yeah it was very very helpful and also the whole uh help from gravity 
you know, lying down and trying to give birth, then the gravity pulls the baby towards the spine more. Yes. When I was sitting up, you know, gravity um, pulled the baby down and through the body. And that, that really helped. Um, Yeah. Beautiful. And then you gave birth to the placenta, all was fine with the placenta. Yeah. And the second time I knew, you know, the second time I knew, okay, this is going to happen. And then, you know, it just, it just slithered out. No problem at all. And I was like, yeah, here, here it comes. Um, No, no problems. Well, I would love to know. So the first one you prepared with a lot of research and the second one you didn't prepare as much, but you obviously had a really um, strong practice. So do you think that your meditation practice helped you in labor and birth, both the first and the second time? And what kind of practice would you recommend from your own experience to a mama who is about to have her first baby. Yeah. Um, before both births, I did both yoga and meditation. So that really helped. And the way it helped is that through yoga and meditation, I developed a relationship with my body. And, and having that relationship, being in alliance with my body, um and knowing that my body can feel in many different ways so it can feel comfortable and it can feel uncomfortable and it can feel like pressure and it can feel like warmth and it can feel like numb and it can feel like nothing and and knowing how to be with that even when it is not uh, a comfortable feeling yeah. uh, and that an uncomfortable feeling doesn't have to be wrong. It doesn't have to trigger a fear response. Yeah. It can be a little bit uncomfortable in the body and I can hold that. I don't uh, need to push it down or numb it or get away from it. I can be with it. And when I'm with it, it will cycle through me. And when the cycle through me happens, that also brings energy. So that movement in the body when I stay with whatever sensation is there and then when it moves, it empowers me uh, and it gives more access to energy and, and force. Mm-hmm. So definitely in any way that uh, someone would, would enjoy, I think it's a lot of enjoyment. I enjoy doing yoga and I enjoy meditating but there are any practice that will bring you into relationship with your body, knowing your body, cherishing your body, uh, understanding your body, all of that is very valuable uh, to do before. I love that. So if you could say to a first-time mama who's about to have her first baby and she really wants to optimize her chances of having a natural and empowering birth experience, what would you say to her? What would be your advice and pearls of wisdom? Mm. I, would, um, I would ask her what kind of inner resources and outer resources makes her feel safe Mm. because 
Yeah. So when the body feels safe, it works uh, optimal. When we feel scared, then there's a lot of um, processes in the body to um, bring us away from that that makes us unsafe or deal with it. But if we feel safe, then we can relax and then we can really open into the body wisdom of all sorts of processes that are happening in our body without us thinking. So those two things, what are the inner resources that makes you feel safe? And what are the outer resources that make you feel safe? So for me at that time in my life, it was to intellectually know as much as I could. (laughs) I might have approached it differently now, but at that time in my life, that made me feel safe to see all the options and to know that if I changed my mind in the middle of it, I would know the options. If someone said, maybe try this, I would be able to say, no, I don't want that based on an, on a knowledge based um, assumption. So finding your own, what kind of resources outside myself and inside myself makes me feel safe. Uh, it can be inside, you know, it can be locating. Is there one part of my body that is that big, safe place where I can return if I feel uncomfortable, mm. uh, if I start to feel overwhelmed? Mm. Can I anchor somewhere inside? Uh, so, my meditation practice helped me with that, that there was always. Um, a presence where I could anchor in me Mm. in that deep, um, calm, uh, serene place of consciousness. But it can also be like my heavy bum that is just like earth and the earth growing through my feet and like knowing that I am nature and nature moves through me. So if 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 I only could give one advice, that it's a long advice. It's like inner and outer resources that makes you feel safe. Mm, then the body that. will do the rest. <laughs> I love that. And obviously your outer resource was your partner that you knew that you could count on even for very silly demands, but you knew he would be there and take you seriously and always have your back. That also makes you feel really safe and secure. Yeah. So my partner to have a really clear agreement, uh, that was good. Also to write that letter to the midwife or to have a relationship with the midwife. So you already have a rapport. So you understand each other. Mm -hmm. And I also chose uh, a clinic that had a reputation of being very respectful of the the mother's wish. Mm -hmm. So I chose to not give birth in a stressful environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, you can make those structural choices and then you put your body in the place where it can feel safe in that environment with the people that are there in that room, in that location. And then the body will do the work. Yeah. But your, like your job as giving birth mama is to give the body the optimal capacity or like situation to do its job uh, with the people, with the, with the environment, with the inner resources. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the body, the body will just do it. 
I love that. That is so true. I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Emma, for sharing your two natural birth stories. It was so beautiful to hear them and there was so much wisdom within. I am sure everyone listening loved all your beautiful advice. Thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful to just be here talking to you. It is, um, it is important that things that you do, I really believe in empowering uh, women to to. To, to trust their bodies um, and for all of us just to be more uh, in relationship with our bodies. There's so much wisdom in the body. Yes. Agree. Thank yes. you so much, Emma. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you love this podcast, then please share it. Grade it on iTunes and leave a comment. If you want to connect on social media, you can find me on Facebook as The Spiritual Midwife or on Instagram as The underscore Spiritual underscore Midwife. Thank you for listening.